and the mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, Everybody and welcome to episode 132 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I'm Jim. I'll be joined by Brandon in just a little bit. But before we go on, let me tell you all about our podcast and where you can find us on the internet. You can go over to Twitter, and that is WS Marvel Comics. And if you follow us, we'll follow you back 100%. And we're creepers creeping and creeping like that. You can also go to our website, which is Weird Science marvelcomics.com where we review almost every book that comes out each week from marvel we usually drop those reviews at 9 a.m eastern standard time on wednesday new comic book day even other days we have a bunch of previews some retro reviews stuff like that so you can go check that out and we also have a patreon for you if you want to support us but also get up to 30 shows a month 30 episodes of all these different shows including a lot of marvel DC indie comic stuff Some non-comic stuff But you go over to patreon.com Slash weird science And you can check those out and sign up If you sign up at any point during the month You do not get charged immediately You will be charged the following month And if you don't like what you hear And quit before the first of that following month you will never be charged a cent so it is pretty much a free trial up until then hopefully not abused that has happened but you end up one of the big shows that you can listen to one thing that me and brandon do every wednesday night is the patreon only spotlight where two books that are picked by the bad butts of the fresh dark Poop boop end up being discussed usually last around an hour for those two books. It's just another podcast. And this past week, we ended up doing Jessica Jones, Blind Spot Number 1 and Revenge of Cosmic Ghost Rider Number 2. I like Jessica Jones' Blind Spot a lot. Brandon liked Cosmic Ghost Rider, Revenge of Cosmic Ghost Rider Number 2 a little more than I did, but you get that. Uh, This coming up week, with not a ton of books coming up, you end up having a four-way tie right now as I speak. Four-way tie between Web of Venom, Good Sun, number one, Ruins of Ravencroft, Dracula, number one, Guardians of the Galaxy, number one, and Atlantis Attacks, number one. Uh, so at least two of those are bound to be a Patreon-only spotlight. I told you it comes out every Wednesday night, so new comic book day. You can settle down or wait until Thursday morning because it does come out a little later on Wednesday night, but you have something else to tide you over until the Friday show and then this Monday show. So that is just there. But I'm not going to delay any further. We're going to go off with me and Brandon talking Symbiote Spider-Man Alien Reality number two. All right, and I'm here with Brandon, yeah. and we're going to talk about Symbiote Spider-Man Alien Reality number two. 
And this is a book that we sort of protested when it first came out because yeah. we were a little PO'd the about to the number first one, deal. The series, yeah. the first series. Yeah, that first mini we really thought ended. Crashed hard. It really did after yeah, we were enjoying did. most of it. And, and pretty much ended with nothing happening. So we were like, okay, you don't have a story. I'm out. And what ended up happening, I had a couple of people ask, hey, why aren't you doing the new symbiote Spider-Man? I told them because we were PO'd. And then they said, oh, man, you, you got to get this because, uh, you know, you have symbiote spider-man learning magic from dr strange i'm like all right i'll check it out and i did like the first issue so i figured we will do the second issue here because there's a bunch of books but not a lot that we would cover and whatnot yeah. so i figured we'll add this one in and it is symbiote spider-man alien reality number two written by peter david pencils by greg land inks by jay lyston colors by frank damata and letters by VCs Joe Sabino, and they have that Daily Bugle recap page that yeah. annoys me. Yeah, it it really doesn't really does. give I you just, much information no, at all. I just want a regular recap page, yeah. but it's fine. Uh, I'll it, give you the solicit. That it really reminds you, you of Bendis, either. doesn't it? Yeah, that ex- screws me up with yeah. the whole, you know, Daily Planet Twitter page. And that drives me nuts. At least this tells the story of what's going on and doesn't go out of continuity because it's kind of a story that lies in a gray area anyway. But the solicit is the menace of Hobgoblin continues. Peter Parker's world's turned upside down, but is it for the better? What's so different about this world that Spider-Man would want to stay? Guest starring Doctor Strange. And you go and at the end of the last issue, you ended up having Hobgoblin attack Peter and he got away with the help of turning invisible from dr strange he didn't realize it was dr strange and it is hobo dr strange not sexy dr strange no. and it was funny when it ended pretty much all dr strange wanted was a sandwich that's all he wanted yeah can we go get a sandwich and, and they do go and it's weird because i will tell you one thing earlier in it i know that peter says he doesn't have exact change when he ends up in that first issue hitting that bus but i kind of got the idea that he might not have any money himself yeah. but he does well, he they make jokes about it. that when he's got his red costume on i don't know why this one would be any different yeah yeah he could end up zip lining and can steal that some was a, the main probably takeaway from the tom taylor run is he, he stuck yeah. things in his underwear yeah, he did. Well, he is here in the symbiote suit, though. I guess he has money somewhere, but he does. You know, they get what appears to be a root beer float for Peter there, which I like root it's beer It's like float. when you were a kid and you played basketball, you always stuck like a dollar in your sock. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. And then, uh, you know, I'd see you and I'd go and steal it. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. I used to carry uh, my uh, money in my sock a lot yeah. uh, because oh, I, was I was a, a guy that was who wore a lot spot. of shorts and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so you end up with them talking at this diner and, and you really are trying to kind of, okay, what's going on? And if you want to know, if you haven't read this and you're more of a DC guy, maybe or you're both. It is pretty much a weird version of Flashpoint in my mind that isn't caused by the good guys. It's caused by the bad guys. And in a kind of a, I think, a clever way of why you end up still having Spider-Man or you still have Doctor Strange. Now, Doctor Strange is not the Sorcerer Supreme. He is the Hobo Supreme here. Uh, and he explains he what happened. He a couple because, tricks still, though. Well, he knows tricks. It seems like he has relics. He doesn't know, you know, he can yeah, teach He's trying Peter to remember magic. his tricks, per se. Yeah. Yeah, he right. doesn't have any magic, but he can seem to be able to teach Peter that, like the Hobgoblin seems to have learned some basic magic uh, because they ended up, the bad guys 
stole the book of God, the word of God. And that was what we saw at the beginning when Black Widow and him found that in the number one. They stole that. And with that, it seems like they have warped reality. And so you end up seeing, you know, what appears to be uh, Ned breaking into the uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum. And uh, they end up, you know, pretty much stealing this book, getting it. They used it to do this. And Peter says... Why, why the heck are we still here then? Why would they let us continue on? And I thought that this was a pretty cool idea of why they would do it pretty much to gloat. Yeah. You know, they, they're, he, Dr. Strange says to Peter, well, we don't have power, though Peter still has most of his stuff. I think which it's is a, just the symbiote suit solely. Yeah. And, and so that made it over. But still, you would think that they would have done. Now, I have something really wrong later with what hobgoblin does and i think that he goes against the plan and i don't know if it was a mistake that he's gonna well, be he is hobgoblin of, look at him he's a monster well, he is and, and the thing is the weird thing is is reading this you kind of get the idea that hobgoblins behind it all it seems like there's more people involved that hobgoblin took the book to somebody gave it to them learned some magic and then went not because he ends up dr strange saying they did this they you know not just hobgoblin and hobgoblin really doesn't know a lot of magic in fact it backfires on him a little bit later yeah um but the whole idea that this world has changed they're trying to come to a grip with it and they pretty much dr strange wants pretty much peter to reenact what hobgoblin did and to break in you know to the the sanctum the book. steal the book himself you know and it, almost like it's going to be easy peasy you know i'll teach you a couple spells you know maybe i'll teach you how to and make a coin disappear right stuff like that <laughs> and uh, you, you could sit on my Saw lap we'll talk about what pops yeah. up you know stuff like that uh but we'll we'll do that now there is going to be a little bit of a bump in the road here because you end up where dr strange says i will teach you the magic you'll need to do i somehow my mind's blocked from it i can't do it myself but i know it i still know the you know it's almost like it, it's me you know i i'm an old man i am an old man who's desperately trying to stay young and, and i'm losing that battle it's, it's and almost the, the like idea, one of the tricks is you have to rub your belly and pat your head and yeah, you just yeah, can't maybe. do it peter what has i'm to saying do it. is it's like and you are a prime example it's almost as if we want to go play, say, a recreational basketball game against, uh, you know, staff or, or faculty <laughs> versus kids. Yeah. You go out there. This has happened to Brandon twice in the well, most schools have this where you play faculty in some sort of sport. It's usually the sport that you're. Uh, that your school is better at. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, in our school, it ended up being hockey. So I ended up going and being on the kids' side of it a lot. And uh, what you end up doing is Brandon there, he remembers all the moves, right? But somehow he couldn't do the moves because he ended up – doesn't work so well knee. when you don't have those muscles yeah. anymore. And I, I'm telling you, I'm now on the Whole30 diet, and I'm really, really trying to get – I actually said to Tanya the other day, I think I may start trying to get back to playing hockey. And she said, here we go. Oh, she, she knows I won't. The monster's coming die. back. I've never really been hurt that much. The, the hurt that I get are people just punching me in the face because yeah. I'm a jerk. But So Dr. Strange knows the maneuvers. He just doesn't have the magic. So he thinks that he and he's blocked from it, it seems. So it seems like he's just going to teach Peter. Peter wants no parts of it. He's like, yeah, that doesn't seem like my thing. Dr. Strange. And again, I think that the dialogue is really well played out, even when Peter says, well, you you saved me. You turned me invisible. So you do have some magic. No, no, no. I have some help. Shows and he said that. Ring, as, yeah. yeah. And he has his ring there as he was being attacked 
by the mindless ones who came to drive him out of the sanctum, uh, he ended up grabbing some relics. And so, he, he, you know, unfortunately, one of them wasn't the Word of God book, but he, he ends up getting Those out. Those already gone, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So he, he runs out, grabs that, but he wants to teach him. Peter says, I, I'm not going to do that. And even Dr. Strange, in a, in a cool, I think, kind of foreshadowing that Peter's going to learn magic pretty quick. Because the idea of Dr. Strange saying, I was a surgeon who did not believe in magic. So you're one up on me. At least you know it exists. So yeah, I think that that's a hint like, we're going to get a montage here and he's going to learn it. But at this point, he doesn't care. He calls Aunt May. He wants to see what's going on in his world. Aunt May answers the phone. And they're like, oh, man, you know, how about those Mets? And she says, oh, you're confusing me with your Uncle Ben. Not really revealing that when Peter goes home, Uncle Ben's alive. Here. This the is face, this yeah. is the thing that I thought was the coolest play here by whoever is involved with the Hobgoblin because of the fact that you are starting to have a thing where they're setting it up that Peter's not going to want to change this. Yeah. This world for him, yes, the bad guys kind of have control, things like that. But there's the chance, like a flashpoint with Barry Allen when he goes – his mom's alive and this, you know, you can overlook a lot of things when Uncle Ben's alive with Aunt May. It's not one of those like tit for tat deal where Uncle Ben answers and says, what are you talking about? Your Aunt May died five years ago. They're together. And this is why I thought Hobgoblin played it awfully because he then attacks them. Peter goes home. He's having a grand old time. Yeah. He's kind of getting used to the whole idea. Oh my God, my uncle Ben's alive. Maybe this world is better. Maybe, you know, one of the worst things is, is that the Mets were bought by George Steinbrenner. If you're a Mets fan, you might be a little upset about that, but it, then again, you know, the Yankees won. So you end up, and I'm a Yankees fan, so that's that's a diss, but I'll diss Steinbrenner as well. But then he gets the spider sense. Hobgoblin comes in and attacks, and you end up having Uncle Ben and Aunt May then see that Peter's Spider-Man. Hobgoblin comes in and yells, hey, Spider-Man, I found you, you know, let's go on guard, and starts to fight. And you end up where they're going, going. And then Hobgoblin just takes off and blows up the house and kills Aunt May, pretty much taking away the one thing that would have kept Peter you know, there. He gets total reverse of his current life. Yeah. So Uncle Ben's left and Aunt May. But yeah. Uncle Ben and, saw him turn into Spider-Man. And so hates him. Partially yeah, so that's what I'm Spider-Man. saying. The whole thing of this ends up being terrible. You just ruined the yeah. one that, you know, you ended up having kind of a deal with Spider-Man. Peter saying... You know what? This might not be so bad. Let me check in on some other people. I mean, if Ben's alive, let's go find Gwen Stacy. Let's see what's going on here. And so, but you never get that Mary Jane Black Cat from last issue, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 actually uh, Natasha. It it ends up being yeah. It's not Mary Jane. It would have been cool. I think that would, but it is Black Widow. Read that part. I was yeah. Black Widow is Black Cat, and she started making out with Peter in the first deal because he's like Felicia and she has red hair. And it's Natasha, and he seemed to be liking the smoochins. Yeah. It's what he, he seemed to start getting into it. But again, you have a setup where it seems as if this world is set up to 
you know, pretty much screw Dr. Strange and laugh at him because he's a hobo. <laughs> I don't know what happens in this world where he can't get a job. That That's the one thing he can't. He uh, is how long has he been doing this? Of, has it just been that, like, I don't know, because yeah, Peter just got looks, knocked out yeah. last issue, woke up, and it was like this. So Yeah, yeah. So, But I, it's like they've been living their whole world here when you change your reality and you go to the hobo Dr. Strange. And another big thing with the attack when you do have this fight between Peter and Hobgoblin is Hobgoblin does try to use the bands of Sidorak, you know, pretty much. And it, it, that I it's thought like was kind of a funny deal. Well, that was the funny thing I thought too. because you end up where that's used so much and Dr. Strange pointing out that Hobgoblin knows the basic things. I'm like, I, everybody's seen the bands of Sidorak so many times that, yeah, you get that that's the one generic spell. Uh, but it, it backfires. He uses it against himself. And that's where Peter said, and the weird thing is, is the progression I actually thought that Peter had all like that all of a sudden out of nowhere. We th- I thought that Dr. Strange might have taught him. So- but no, I look back I like I went back. No, it is. It, it backfired. He's just yeah. not good. And uh, yeah, but killing Aunt May, though, he may not have thought he was doing that. But it kind of feels like he wanted to kill everybody. It really takes away. The, the thing that would have made Peter not really fight back too much. And then it inspires him. You end up having Natasha Black Cat come saying, are you okay there? Get out of here. The police are showing up. You are now, you know, guns drawn at you. He goes back to find Hobo. Dr. Strange is just standing on, he's standing on the rooftop. And in my mind, he is looking to see if he can maybe set up a tent there. Like he's already starting to make his hobo plans because he's been a hobo for life. He's thinking of making hobo chili. (laughs) All these things. He's like, well, I got this coat. I could probably cut that up. It'll kind of be like something I could chew on, stuff like that. Not too cool. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this is pretty cool. I could be up here. I I got a view. And the police come. Hey, buddy, you got to get out of here. And that's where Spider-Man then shows up. And the funny thing is, again, the the cop goes, I don't have to deal with this. Now, maybe he's security, but he does look full out police. Well, the police should be on the radio right now saying Spider-Man is out there and he is wanted. This guy just skedaddles. He gets the heck out of there. And yeah, you have symbiote Spider-Man Peter say, teach me, teach me everything. And then again, I like the series when I see that next cover as, you know, symbiote Spider-Man as the the Sorcerer Supreme. I'm like, now that's cool. And I I do like this. And I think that it's well played in the thing where we didn't like the end of that last symbiote Spider-Man mini. This does change it up. This this isn't just let's go around and chase after Mysterio some more yeah. and do nothing. This really does know, change it up. Like now, a, yeah, it's definitely a concoction of two different and, ideas. And you're on together. issue two. I really, really wish, though, that we got one more issue. Like maybe this issue would have been the issue for Peter to go around and see what's going down, see what's different, because that's the fun stuff of this. You know, see if maybe half the villains are heroes here. Maybe they're not there. It it would be a neat thing to see what's what, but we kind of just see Uncle Ben, you know, pretty much the wow factor of Uncle Ben, and then May just dies right away. It seems very quick, but I did like it. I And again, I know that it's one of those things that it seems to be set up that if you end up liking the art, uh, you know, by uh, Greg Land, you kind of, you know, you're a piece of crap or something I, yeah, because I of how he I goes about. I feel that way, too, but I, I yeah. don't, I've lost that I like shame. It. I just enjoy it. I like it. Uh, the only thing that I do, and it's almost to the point, and it's almost like it's not Alex Ross 
type of deal, but it's almost like the the moving comic version of that. It gets very close to me of being that good at points. I didn't like his Uncle Ben, though. No, uh, I, he, I know his face looked all smushed. He looked or like something. a frog. Yeah, I know. Like, it was that. Like, like they kind of pulled him right out of the coffin, right as yeah, he was. Yeah, really. Yeah, there's Uncle Ben. I'm like, who? Who are you? I, at first, I'm like, I think that's Aunt May. Oh no! And, uh, when <laughs> Peter ends up where you do have Uncle Ben opening the door, and Peter's there, and like, oh my god, that looks awesome. I mean, there's a lot of things that look really, really good. I will tell you that it's a very quick read because Greg Land does very big panels. Yeah, the, the fight scenes are very big, but you don't have to extend these you know that much so i i really like it i like the setup i just wonder why hobgoblin went and, and ruined the one thing that like i said would have kept peter there but it does have that flashpoint type idea where i thought we'd get to the end where he would say i don't know if i want to get rid of this world but you kind of get rid of that right away and maybe that's the play here but i'm gonna give it a seven five i I really like the art i like the story i'm back on with the symbiote spider-man deal it better not screw us at the end it better not be a non-ending again or i will slice somebody probably you uh, I will go up to Buffalo and I will hey, slice you this on. This is not my and, idea to throw and this then back I'll slice on the podcast you. And I'm sure right now on the porch of your house, you probably have the salt to put on the deal. Yeah. No, I think you have the salt. I'm going to put that salt in the wound. Then, I and actually, then throw I actually you down just the ran out. Stairs. I got to go get some to be We did too. <laughs> yeah, it snowed this weekend. Yeah. And uh, none of my kids, I have, you know, 17 kids and none of them shoveled. So I had to shovel. But uh, what would you give it? Uh, I'm going to give it a 7-8. I really actually really? enjoyed the start. I read about half of the first issue before we started here. So I, I got to finish that. But, you know, I got the gist of what was going on enough from just the start of this issue. And, you know. It, it sucked me in. I, I like the hobo yeah. Doctor Strange character and, and Peter's reluctance at first, but willingness by the end uh, because of the, you know, flip flop with Aunt May and, and uh, Uncle Ben there. Um, it, it is. It reminds me a lot of the first series where, you know, we liked the first four or whatever it was. And then five came yeah. along only really to kind of wrap up everything quickly and set this up. So. Uh, here we are, and, and you know, I'm going to enjoy what we got until maybe the end does it again to us. But if for now, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm with you. A lot of hobos in Buffalo, I think they'd get the heck out yeah, of there, right? Except those guys you hang out with at the games, and those hobos yeah. wearing, their, <laughs> wearing their vests. Those are hobos uh, with homes, so. Yeah, really, I would think that hobos get out of Buffalo. They're they're smarter yeah. than the regular residents get the heck out. Not many in Quakertown. New York City, really I don't know what town. their problem is. It's It's, you know, almost the same. Well, here's the deal. New York had that big thing where if you were a hobo, you, you got shipped out. They really started getting rid of hobos at one point. They were not going to stand for that anymore. But the last time I was in New York, we did have a guy uh, panhandle up to us, and it was on Father's Day. And the guy tried to finagle me into feeling bad that it was Father's Day. I was with my kids and tried to shame me in front of my kids, not realizing I don't you have don't have shame. shame or I don't empathy. have shame. You sucker. Yeah, I, that's it. And and the guy was, and I would have actually given him some money, but he went that route. I'm like, no, you're not getting it, you jerk. So I moved on, but we're going to move on ourselves to the next book. All right. And the next book is 
Avengers number 29. For some reason, I end up having Savage Avengers in my little deal of my uh, my comic reader, and I almost said that. I don't even know why I, that's I know there. this is going to trigger Aaron, and in probably like two weeks, we'll we'll get responses in the Slack about why? him because snapping them. Savage but Avengers I'm about to or... say Savage Avengers is so much yeah, better I than this book. I almost said that, and I will <laughs> tell you, though, I'm done with that book, too. But, well, you know, there you go. You end up having Avengers number 29, and it is uh, written by Jason one Aaron. story and not 14 yeah, I don't not know. well. It doesn't you know? really seem to be doing that either. That you have a whole team in that book and they're scattered. So just like my thoughts all the time. But you have Ed McGinnis and Paco Medina on art. Inks by Mark Morales, Ed McGinnis and Paco Medina. Colors by Jason Keith and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. And yeah, I think Aaron was right with that that Savage Avengers. That that book probably should have just been a six-issue mini yeah. to get the heck out well, of I'm, town. I'm not it's, saying that's high art either, but it's better than this Avengers book. Well, I know that. maybe. Uh, not according to everybody reviewing, yeah. I'll tell you, besides me. And there well, came a day. what they're drinking. A day unlike any other where Earth's mightiest heroes found themselves united against a common threat. On that day, the Avengers were born to fight the foes no single superhero could withstand. Since the dawn of time, the planetary defense mechanism known as the Starbrand has granted a number of wielders virtually infinite power. The most recent Starbrand was driven mad and died in a confrontation with Ghost Rider. So when signs indicated his successor was wreaking havoc out in space, the Avengers gave chase. Now, remember that that whole idea of dying then happened a while ago by the time but but the team is now trapped in the shire prison galaxy half of them fighting for survival on a derelict ship with a brood infected thor and the other half in robbie's hell charger which was attacked by the silver surfer as shire inmates closed in on the crashed hell charger black widow suited up in the new war widow armor and that is a setup that sounds pretty darn cool that sounds like something that you got a lot going on some fun times and then you get in this issue. Now, the thing is, I reviewed this on the site and throughout the issue, I had to watch what I said because I kept kind of saying, well, nothing happens in this book. That's not true. Things do happen. The problem I have with it is things happen and are extended farther than they should be. We want to know the star brand. Everybody wants to know in this book who the new star brand is, do where we? to get it. There's a couple of hints while I'm saying in the book, and I just <laughs> want to know. And at the end, I really want to know when we see it because I don't know what's going on. Uh, but it almost is like one of those things where you're fighting, you're fighting, you're fighting. And then all of a sudden, the bell goes off. And the hockey game's over, and now you're shaking hands because you end up fights until all of a sudden, ding, uh-oh, the star brand activated. Let's go. And now it's a race to Earth, which was hinted Follow at by Silver Surfer. Trail. So all of this in my mind has some big moments. It has some wow moments there. But by the end of it, they're just there as window dressing to give you a book that continues to just tread water to get to – the star brand to get to you know every other story we're still waiting for your draculas you know all <laughs> these all these things going on i mean there are about five My stories going on here hope is what you're saying you, right now you you're... still have the deal too where they keep kind of mentioning offhand tony back in time you, you still have that going on so I all the stuff about that. Jeez. yeah yeah is he still and that's gone why in this book yeah he's gone that's why he's not around at one point i forgot it we're reading iron man 2020 i'm like oh, the heck and oh tony he's dead or somewhere else yeah he's back in time and so you have black 
Black Panther off doing that. He's yeah, in well, space. This thing going on. Oh, no, yeah, he's not. Well, not in this book. No, not in this book. <laughs> he's in space and at the bottom of the sales chart is where he is in that <laughs> other one. So you, you end up here. Again, you can't say nothing happens, but you do ha- end up having a, a fight that just continues. If, and if we it's had to cool sum this enough. up in two sentences, my sum for it is basically it's friends fighting friends to get to yeah. the ultimate destination they all have to be at. And yeah, yeah. You know, then you they agree, with- all right, let's go do it together. Yeah, you end up having War Widow, you know, it's it's Black Widow in the, you know, War Machine armor deal that she has for that looks yeah, pretty cool. Right. You know, it's an okay concept. It's like she's rescue just fighting. all black. Yeah, she's just fighting. And, and you're not a Star Wars fan, but pretty much in my mind, this is very much Cantina talk. You know, I have a death sentence on 17 galaxies. I'll be careful. You'll be dead. They just keep fighting like that. And nothing really comes about there because all of a sudden then the Silver Surfer shows up and now we're just going to fight him. I mean, it just goes now again. That's a cool deal. I said People are on these reviews like, it's awesome. Silver Surfer shows up to fight Avengers. On paper, that does seem awesome. And then it seems even better when you do have Blade in the Hell Charger. Robbie's passing. He's uploading. You know, he's recharging (laughs) there because I guess the whole idea was, you know, hey, get the Hell Charger going. That hurt Surfer before. But we can't have that, so he's yeah. recharging. So you end up having a boy uh, he's thing. He's got like all these wires in his face. Yeah, or yeah. Whatever. He's he's recharging the hell recharger he's having, and uh, you end up where the boy thing then just envelopes Blade into a boy thing blade yeah, armor. Blade has this long descriptive dialogue. Oh, Ghost Rider must be charging. That must yeah. be how he heals. So basically, boy thing takes that. Let me yeah, heal takes Blade. That and... is like all right. Let me make you into Groot. Yeah, is what I got. He does end up that he goes out, he does stab Silver Surfer. Now, again, in all of this, you do have Black Widow keep saying, let's kind of talk this out. We're we're all the good guys here. And you do have Jason Aaron kind of going with Silver Surfer in the, well, good, bad. These are words that a man like me, so cosmic, I don't use such words. And by the way, the star brand, yeah, you know, you humans. Oh, so the star brand's on Earth and it's human. Oops, you know, basically <laughs> that. And that's all you get in my mind. So you do have this neat setup. But even then, I like the art in this. But when there's big things going on where you do have Blade saying swords versus surfboard in space, can't say I saw this coming, you end up or even that might be more. But that it's it's now a silhouette. We don't even get a cool yeah. deal with it. And we don't get what the talks that we don't actually get the surfboard versus sword fight. No, really. you just see it in the one thing where, like I said, it's a silhouette. Now, if you're going to go this route, let's go this route. Yeah. But they don't I'm, because I'm right down for that. You and this is what I'm saying that swords? right as they start fighting. Ding, 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 planet, star, brand, boom. Oh, my. Look at that. There we it better is. stop. Let's yeah, go, I'm like, boys. Okay, there you go. So then you go off from there, and I, I just was right there. We're halfway through the issue, and I'm disappointed because if you're going to waste time and you're going to tread water until we see and find out all the star brand stuff, make, make it pay off. Don't have them half fight. 
You, you just set up a really cool fight. Just have it not happen. So then you go off and this just is going to continue because then you go off a few light years away and you have Fire Lord versus Captain Marvel. You end up having Terex versus She-Hulk. They are going at it. Like you said in the deal, there are a bunch of heralds going on. This All this big cosmic stuff. To have She-Hulk just think, you know, hey, I guess I'm going to have to, you know, control things and I'm going to have to do this. You end up having Captain Marvel just yelling like, hey, you was really weird. It's almost like that dialogue wasn't any She-Hulk we've gotten in any recent memory. Yeah, actually, I didn't mind it. I like that better, that she's actually thinking things out. And even saying, you know, the Herald of Galactus, the Shire, all this big cosmic muckety-muck want to get their hands on the Starbrand. So we got to do this. That's what the Avengers do. We got, And that is really a weird deal because all this is where she's thinking about it seems to be just background info Jason Aaron's given, which we already had in that recap page. I said the old, oh, that's Earth's inherent defenses. We, we, we already heard this. And so she's repeating it. And like you said, it does feel off. She ends up fighting Terex. He kind of gets knocked off. But then you end up going to what we thought was pretty cool, Brood Thor. Yeah. And Brood Thor was that, you know, I want to be worthy. And he's just in the, the ship. And that whole thing with the ship we have to save, Cap just says, Hey, what are you doing there, Brute Thor? You get out and feed. Me feed. Yeah, and I then he, he just goes out and does nothing. Here. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, really. <laughs> Very good, me get butt cheek yeah. meat. Yeah, so he goes off and it's almost I like totally it's the idea. that scene or I don't know if it was written poorly. Yeah, I but think one you of were the- trying to misread it. You wanted that to happen <laughs> in a sexy way. Feed. He goes off as Fire Lord then zaps Captain Marvel, who is all flamed on with that deal. She goes off. They're still fighting. The only thing I could think of for Thor, the brood Thor to be involved at all is because somehow they want to get Terex to Earth. And so you're just going to have Thor end up flying him to Earth as they fight. Yeah. And so because all of a sudden this all is going down, they're fighting, they're all doing this. And then, boom, you have the big zoom, you know, uh oh. We have the star it's, brand all, that's now happened. at the same time, right? Yeah. It just occurs at two it, different yeah. points in the story. It all just occurs, yeah. yeah. If this seems to be, you know, galaxy-wide, boom, that happens. And then you end up, okay, let's stop fighting because now we're going to turn this into a race. It's a mad, mad world here, a rat race that yeah. move where we're all heading to Earth. And I don't know. I guess Terex is going to be there, but he'll be unconscious because <laughs> it's Brutor. I'm like, I don't care. And, and the, the big <laughs> problem yourself, is with all this, I again, then, the fight just stops. The fight stops, you know, but yet they're racing to Earth where Gladiator's there. Gladiator's yeah, he's that, so, there. Well, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And, and this is who we started down. the whole story with was Gladiator. Yeah. So why, instead of doing all this nonsense, did we not just follow Gladiator's journey to the star brand? And Three s- issues ago. Yeah. Just go there. Have them have this I don't happen, understand this last what we're scene. doing in this book. And so what you end up having is Gladiator goes down. It's like, I'm going to have to, you know, kill you. You're a prisoner. I'm going to have to take you, whatever. Uh, you've been destroying things. You end up with this voice that you don't know who it is yet. It's just saying, like, I can't help it. I It's it's ripping me apart every time it activates. I end up, you know, destroying planets and things. It's not my intent, but I, I just can't go with it i it's awful and all right well you're gonna have to control it yeah look at you and it's just the lady pregnant lady and he says you know i'm gonna sentence you to die you and your unborn child and there you have her with the star brand you know with her hand i'm like oh well 
we'll see where this goes. Uh, it's not the actual ending that maybe I'm missing something. Yeah. Maybe well, I don't should, know you enough. You smoke or drink with children. I can't imagine the no. star, brand, star brand is good for him. Yeah, I don't think it is. <laughs> and then I'm getting the idea. We even thought like maybe the unborn child is kind of part of this. Who knows? It's a weird thing to have an unborn child in this. See what happens there. But by the end, I'm like, I, I I don't know who you are. I don't care. And going in again, if you are more invested in the star brand deal, yeah. you're then a star that's brand I, fan. I'm telling you, I'd rather go out and buy star bursts right now. And I hate star bursts. They're one of my least really? favorite candies, but I I'm more them. invested in them. Sign I me up for those. I hate I bought Starburst some Starburst so yogurts today to try oh out. Oh my God. Today. What are you, two? Yes. That's like an eight year old. Your daughter <laughs> probably laughs at you. What Look you at him. He's an idiot. Look at him. What did you play? So you end up with, you know, a star brand that I don't know who it is. And I really am I getting real tired of this book. Ends up being something that I keep reviewing. We do talk about it occasionally because it should be big. We talk There's about just it a too lot, much going I feel on. Like we've talked too about much going more on issues than we haven't in this it's, series. It's one of those things. How can it be too much going on and not enough? I, I don't get it. Uh, you I do, just again. wish you would tell one of the stories all the way through. We yeah. tell like, yeah, you know, three or four issues of a story to kind of yeah. put it on yep. pause, revisit that at a later date, yeah. folks. And then yeah, we so never we'll do. See how it is. So you get a star brand, whoop de do. So we'll see by the end. I give it a six on the site. I did like the art. Overall, I like it better I like now that we flip through it again, so, to be honest with Yeah, I'm going to stay at a six. I'm going to stay at a six, but I really was just, I'm at the breaking point of the idea. And, and really, the thing is, you could even, you could argue with me, but you have these crazy fights. Well, how come I was bored? I just, because by the end of that first fight, I'm like, yeah, these aren't going to matter. You, we're just waiting for the star what, brand to activate. About, so everybody leaves. A weird thing about this series is we have, we have a lot of like characters and with the exception of ghost rider, I, I can't feel like we get any characterization from our actual characters. No. Besides, like what is Cap, know, Cap just to stand around? I know he's just a figurehead that says a couple lines, like Captain America yeah. type lines every issue. And that's about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Thor's yeah, a brood now. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's a bore. I'm going to give it a 5.8, just under a 6. Right. Uh, I do enjoy oh the art, my. but none of these Avengers, uh, you know, uh, stories Jason Harrison has told lately have really grabbed me or felt important. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know, you could just fill I, me I in in a sentence or two, and those. I'd be like, all right, I'll, I believe you. Let's move on. Is it one of those, like, here's the thing. Say, you have the Avengers, and you're writing. So they're like, hey, uh, you know, Brandon, you know, things are getting a little stale. Uh, we might, we might want to go in another direction. And then you end up having the idea of, well, you can't. I still have six unfinished stories. Like, there's no <laughs> way you can kick me off a book. It's yeah. not just one story that you can say, okay, finish it in two issues. Oh, no. I have all of these stories to tell, these, yeah. and yet I'm not interested in them. I'm actually interested now. I don't care about Tony being back in the past, but I like the idea of Black Panther trying to find him and get him back. That actually kind of is intriguing to me. But we'll I'll I really goes, enjoyed but. that Marvel Legacy issue. It was kind of like a DC Rebirth for Marvel and, and- – a yeah. lot of those story threads well, that's where just we have the star brand deal for so that, that's long. The thing. That's yeah, it's two that's years where we ago have at the this star point. Brand going, and we're now we're this far along on this journey, yeah. and I'm just like, I don't care anymore. Just let's move yeah. on and have the next couple big things happen that 
maybe are more interesting. Unfortunately, and, and Iron Man where, 2020 yeah. is not it either. Yeah. So, Well, it's one of these when they're saying like, hey, the, the journey is better than the destination. No, no, no. It's not. I don't want to get no. there. This is one of those where I just need to get there That's so the I can go to the next journey. So many of the big two books nowadays is they do think that entirely too much and you're not getting any story ever really it told you. It just seems like it's set up that way to, to finagle people. Out of, you know, I, I do like the band journey enough and I don't like this journey. So we're going to go off now. Now to some mail. Well, it's eight o'clock off there in Buffalo. Brandon's been drinking all day and I gotta get him for the show. Oh, no. Well, I can't get a hold of him. Oh, that ain't right He must be passed out drunk So that means no Brandon tonight Brandon's lame Have you heard? Brandon's lame His family's ashamed His little girl wants to change her name Hey, yes, Brandon, you're lame. You yes, are lame. I haven't been able to happens. use those songs in a while because you haven't been drinking a lot. I, I know. don't know what's going well, on up there. Season's Buffalo. over. That's yeah, my that's prime true. drinking time. I figured you'd be drinking since you know, <laughs> drowning those few sorrows beers yesterday. Watching uh, the, those games, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I've checked out pretty much. I did watch a little, but yeah. With, when the Eagles are done, I'm done, and uh, I'll, I'll get in. I'm not really that excited about the Super Bowl. Actually, uh, I do not like the 49ers at all. Uh, but I do like I like Patrick Mahomes. I would like to see Andy Reid win a Super Bowl. But that's I think about the Chiefs are going to run him. I think that's we'll what's see. Happen. We shall see. Don't you let John it's Wayne trigger hear you some say people, that? I know <laughs> John yeah. Wayne will be mad at that. <laughs> so I'll tell you. But we're here for the mail, and if you want to end up emailing us, we read all the mail. You could be the star of the show. Email us at weirdsciencemarvelcomics at gmail dot com. Just like Richard did. I don't know that Richard necessarily wanted this on the podcast, but Richard is getting it on the podcast. It says, hi, Jim. My name is Richard. I'm from El Paso, Texas. I've been listening to the podcast since 2018. Pretty much, I think he's saying since the beginning, yeah. since we haven't been around that That'd long. And he really is in, he enjoys it. We're listening at work and on my commute. That's kind of why we do all this. I swear it takes 30 minutes to get anywhere in this town. I think that it's because, you know, you're in El Paso. I don't know anything about El Paso, actually. Uh, anyways, I was wondering how Eric Brandon and yourself felt about art just in pencils, you know, not colored, maybe not even inked. And I'll tell you, I actually like that. I actually get a kick out of the Pencil different artists. Stuff. You end yeah. up having like a uh, Juan Ferreira. He puts some of his pencils up, though. He kind of does things a little different way. But uh, uh, you end up having V. Ken Marion does it a lot where he puts just the pencils up before it hits the inking and the coloring. And I actually like it. And there's a lot of art that I've seen that the finished product, I think, is a little less than what I see when I, you know, just the pencil. Sometimes it ends up getting a little mucked up and things like that. So I do like just the pencils uh, before all the other process goes. How about you? Do you like seeing people doing the pencils? Yeah, yeah I actually, actually, when I'm scrolling through Twitter, like that's the art that catches yeah. my attention more than a fully colored, yeah. you know, an yeah, inked picture. Yeah, because it looks, work. and it's cool when you see it. And you end up, you know, you do end up getting where 
okay, this artist or whatnot, that you have to be pretty good to, you know, to start. And then sometimes it does kind of get a little bit, you know, skewed once yeah. you add a Actually, I deal. Get so a I get a really like big kick out of I was scrolling through someone's Instagram the other day and uh, I get a really big kick out of seeing them do all the cityscapes and stuff yeah. just in pencils with the lines. And then yeah. as you scroll through, you can flick through a couple pictures on Instagram and, and see the progress they make from just the couple lines they've started. I like going through the, the is those it, is an Instagram shots. that Dayton site you yeah. know that you, you no, go there no, and they no, 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 that's not, I, I would that's be not, beat that's not be the Instagram all right yeah. Yeah. so uh, <laughs> I end up liking it but I really would like it more if I went on the as you say the Instagram uh, I know that I'm uh, ridiculous. I, the I snap have faces, Bill Belichick. Uh, yeah, calls yeah. It. yeah. Uh, I I would rather it though if I could flip through it and there's a little stick figure that runs down the the you know alleyway <laughs> and then runs up a wall and stuff. I used to like those. Uh, but yeah, I do like that. And he, he ended up sending some art. And he says that he ended up uh, wanting us to rate it. So he sent one of his pieces. He was hoping to get our rating from from one to five. And feel free to share it uh, anyway. Uh, and I will. And he, it's just a, you know, the pencil deal. He hasn't gotten to the point where he is inking or coloring it. And I think it looks good. I, I actually think I'm going to give it uh, a four out of five. Uh, also, Eric, I'll tell you because he's not on the podcast say, oh, anymore. So, I said to Eric, rough. Hey, Eric, uh, you want He did not want to see it. He, he does it. He's like that. Well, what's this for? Marvel. I'm out. And yeah. he walked away. So <laughs> he's a jerk. Him, he's yeah. a jerk. But I think Brandon said the same thing that we both like it. So yeah, he says that he'll keep scanning some things and sending it. That would be awesome. Ben Riley. Yeah. Yes. Riley. And that's what you want, Ben Riley. <laughs> uh, you. Uh, but that is hey, Richard's the only male. So that's why I ended up putting him on here. You got the spite, well, spotlight, the spotlight he ended up getting. Uh, but that is the mail. Thank you, Richard. And thank you for sending that drawing. And we're going to go back to some books. Hey, everybody. It's just me back. Uh, Brandon will be with me to finish up the podcast on why you ask am I all by myself, all by my lonesome. Uh, it's because I'm going to talk about Amazing Spider-Man and Brandon does not like it. Brandon doesn't want to talk about it. So I actually figured, thanks to Jay from Canada suggesting it, uh, I ended up catching up on the book and we'll probably have it featured on my Friday show. But I figured, hey, I'll slip one in right here. Uh, it is last week's number 37. But just so people will know that I will be talking about Amazing Spider-Man. And then I am catching up on a bunch of other books that we don't talk about between me and Brandon. Stuff like the X-Books and things like that I want to get back to because that is a big hole. Having a Marvel podcast and not talking about Spider-Man, X-Men, it's kind of, you know, lame. So I don't want to be lame anymore. Even Hulk, stuff like that will be featured on the Friday show with just me, hopefully, until I drive myself nuts with it. But catching up on Amazing Spider-Man, I actually wish that I would have kept up with it. I do like it a little more than I was before. Uh, And it continues kind of having Nick Spencer all over the place. I, I will admit it's jumping all around. You have the idea of the kindred story going on. For this many issues seems crazy. That's driving me nuts as well. And I'm hoping that by the end of it, we end up surprised. We end up, you know, pretty much that if we're going to wait that many issues to get to it, it better be something big. And it's kind of ramping it up. And especially this issue by the end, it does ramp things up a bit with Kindred as well. And so everybody has their theories. I mean, really, 
it, it really points to the idea that it would be, say, Harry Osborne pre uh, One More Day. That would make sense, but that seems too much on the money. And also by the end of this, a little bit of a, you know, kind of almost points to an ability that I don't know anybody has that, you know, I would think would be the usual suspects. But we'll get to that when we get to the end, because this is The Amazing Spider-Man number 37, written by Nick Spencer, art by Ryan Otley, who I actually love, inks by Cliff Rathburn, and colors Nathan Fairbairn, and letters by VCs Joe Caramanga. New York City is safe again, thanks to Spider-Man, a little help from Spider-Man of the year 2099, an incredible device created by one of Peter, Peter Parker's classmates at Empire State University, uh, Clairvoyant, which is basically... A way that surveys the multiverse, collecting decisions or collating decisions by counterparts that they've already made to predict likely outcomes of our actions. When Miguel O'Hara Spidey 2099 left the present, it caused an energy surge that powered the clairvoyant, which Spidey used to get the city and himself out of certain doom. That is a pun by getting a certain doom out of the city. No, not before. Pretty much commandeered doom bots end up just destroying everything that we hold dear. But the city is safe again, though I still think it should be in shambles. But let's just keep saying it as if we are saying it so that it keeps on going. And, yeah, you have a lot of things going on. And, again, the jumping around of stories kind of got me off the book. And I did kind of go through the 2099 stuff. It's okay. It ends up tying well into this clairvoyant deal. It ends up giving you this power source that they needed. Um, But the Doom stuff, for me personally, it got a little too political. It got a little too kind of away from the whole Spider-Man. Yes, it was a way to show the clairvoyant work. It was a way to put that in. But even so, that was one of the things catching up. I was not really loving Uh, I love Boomerang. I did really like the syndicate, stuff like that. The fun stuff that I really wanted to get from Spider-Man when I started doing the podcast and decided that I wanted to do a Marvel podcast was one to actually enjoy Spider-Man because Spider-Man is something that I never really read. So I am enjoying some older Spider-Man that I read, but I wasn't really enjoying a lot of Nick Spencer's because of this jumping around. But boy, there are some things. Like I said, Boomerang, solid gold. I like that. I like uh, J. Jonah Jameson, who is in this issue as well. I like the way that plays out. Just when it gets a little political, when it gets a little, you know, hokey in my mind, that's when I bail. But I'm going to be here doing this. And this issue sets up a bunch of things. And it's a weird deal. It's not a bad issue to jump back on for me, though I did read all the others before this. But to start talking about, because it is kind of a start uh, of uh you know something big it is it's called time for a change but you end up where spidey goes through new york and as things are going on really does a good job of recapping a lot of stuff that has happened so that if you aren't reading spider-man you end up able to jump on i think that this is a good jumping back point if you haven't or even a jumping on point because a lot of things are explained and you really are dealing a lot with clairvoyant uh, there are things that I think Nick Spencer addresses that it shows that he is, you know, taking care to know what's going on. And, yeah, it does feel very Civil War II-esque, and that is addressed here. So I do like that. But one of the big things throughout this series, especially recently, 
has been the idea that Peter, which he always, he never has time. He's always off doing something. He's always late for things doing. And so with this clairvoyant being almost like a minority report deal uh, from the movie of being able to tell what crimes are going to happen, being able to get there beforehand, uh, it's well played here. It gives Peter pretty much, you know, the, the upper hand, but also gives him where he can stop a bank robbery kind of as it's happening or a little before, like that sort of thing. It cuts down all the time. It allows him to just have more free time. That's basically what it's all about, free time. And so at this point, the clairvoyant deal, it, it works out well. You're only doing this. You're not ending up where you always go with these things. And this is going to be, if you do, it's the trope of a thing like this, like a civil war to all these things is the well, let's start arresting people before they do the crime. It's, Nick Spencer really shows you here that Peter, not only just stopping crime, but he's also using it to kind of save people's lives by going and saying, hey, you got to check the furnace. Hey, you got to do this. There's a big Stegron uh, virus that's going and he can end up going in and stuff. But there's not one of those yet where he is going down the street and he sees a guy and through clairvoyant, he ends up knowing that this guy five years from now is going to commit a crime. And then arrest them. That's where you get wonky. That's where you have problems. There's a civil war. That That's all that stuff. And they aren't doing that yet. The big thing also, though, is you have a device that ends up telling the future. And in a kind of a funny way, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around the whole, whole idea of going through the multiverse and getting all these other you know, options and all these calculations based on your counterparts, though, since it's in the multiverse, it's not the same. So it throws up. But that kind of played here too because it's not a hundred percent and it's one of the things where if you're reading this coming off of civil war two the idea that it is a device that does not give you a hundred percent accuracy is actually pretty much the best thing for it because then you aren't going to be able to rely on it to say arrest somebody ahead of time you have to wait and that's kind of well played out as well but you also have J. Jonah Jameson is there. He's doing his radio show. And you have these morning zoo yuck yucks, uh, you know, Chet and Chet. And I love them. I love Chet and Chet. They're the worst. They are the worst. But these are the things that was what I wanted to be as a kid. I wanted nothing more than to be a morning zoo guy that would ever be able to play sound effects, fart sounds. I mean, these are the, you know, the pinnacle of humor for a Jim Werner who wants to be able to press a fart sound button at any point or end up by, I mean, really, you hear the podcast. It makes me giggle. You, you might listen and say, man, Jim playing those sound effects, just be happy for me because when any sound effect, I don't care what it is, just it, they make me giggle every time. And it never gets old because I always want it to be on a morning zoo. I should be back in school. You should be, Greta. See, it makes me giggle. But yeah, Jay Jonah, he's doing his thing. And, you know, if you're just jumping in, he thinks that Spider-Man's a hero now. He knows the identity. He thinks that that's all well and good. But he's pretty much being laughed at as this old guy. Look at the old newspaper guy. Look at this. I smell his oval team. Oh, man, he's old, these Chet and Chet jerks. Uh, so he ends up storming up, but he's pretending uh, to like because Nora Winter shows up. Nora Winter shows up and he's like, you're here to harass me again. It's like, no, 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 you know, I just want to talk to you. I really feel bad for you, which is tough because you were the worst boss ever. And, you know, Jay Jonah, he's like, no, 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 I was tough on you, you know, to make you better. That's it, right? 
And so she says, I used the opportunity when I got fired and she got fired for fudging facts. This wasn't like she was fired because she was good. She got fired for reasons that were pretty accurate. She ended up going to the West Coast and ending up pretty much joining up on a BuzzFeed type site uh, and even Jay Jonah. And I'll give Nick Spencer credit. It's pretty good because as they're going back and forth, you end up having the difference between somebody who loves the newspaper and still thinks print isn't dead where Jay Jonah's and we all know it is uh, unfortunately but Nora Winters she's going with a clickbait site that Jay Jonah he thinks that's nonsense but she says you know you were the one who invented it you made clicks before there were clicks I mean you ended up having your big thing of Spider-Man menace you know all the stuff in fact at one point I think that the best line in it Again, I give Nick Spencer a lot of credit for this line is the idea that Nars says you created a supervillain to get a story. And then Jay Jonah just says, yeah, but at least I'm not just doing lists of and that really that's all those sites are list after list. They're nonsense. They recycle them. But she does say you invented the, the sort of journalism that's going on now. And that's how I was able to convince my investors that we should get you. We should get you to do this. You're figuring that he's going to be on some podcast. She even says podcast or where people get their news. And I know it's not this podcast, right? I should be back in school. You should be. I should also have more sounds right there, Greta. I'm one of the lucky ones. You are. Uh, but yeah, she, she says you were the originator. You did clickbait before it was clickbait. We need you. I've convinced him. He's like, there's no way. I'm a newspaper man, even though I'm on the radio, even with these yuck yucks, Chet and Chet. She's like, really? Shows on the phone. That's what we're offering you. He He's eating a sandwich or a piece of pizza. He spits it out. He's like, I'm in. I mean, the number must be pretty good, but he's going to go off on that. And I just hope that he has just the craziest podcast. That will make me giggle and giggle and continue to giggle. But you go back to Spider-Man, who does start talking about or continue to talk about this clairvoyant. This is something that can give me some free time. I can stop crime as it happens. So that I don't have to waste time. Everybody's good. There's no fuss, no muss. There's no big fights. You know, I stop it as it goes. You see examples of him in a bank vault as these guys go to rob the deal. And so you go off, though, because he's worried. He says this is something that is kind of a sketchy issue with us heroes. You know, back at the Hero Clubhouse, the idea so close to a Civil War II They're not going to really like this idea, but I'll run it by them. And if they're okay with it, yeah, I'll get involved. And you do have the rundown of the heroes around. And it's kind of funny. You end up pretty much the MOs of all of them. You have Tony ask Carol, what did Carol say? Carol, what did Tony say? Because you know those two. Then you have a Reed Richards who thinks it's fascinating. Black Cat, she wants to steal it. Daredevil's just still pissed because there's all those billboards up about Spidey being Fisk's best friend as mayor of New York. So he says that. Uh, Gem Waters, She-Hulk, she just wants to know, if you're asking me as a lawyer, this is the good She-Hulk that has the brains, not the -the over-the-top savage She-Hulk in the Avengers. You have Johnny Storm who just wants to use it to set up pranks against Ben. And then you have Man-Thing that's just looking at him and staring. And Cap says, as Cap always does, Cap is the heart and soul of the Marvel Universe and the butt cheeks, I hear. And he says, you know what? 
if anybody could use this responsibly, if anybody has the, you know, the wherewithal and the heart to do this and the, you know, not going to make it bad, it's you, Spidey. So, yeah, I'm down with it. So he's down. He's down with this to go. And then you do see him go off and solve some crimes before they're happening. Help a lady who ends up having bad electrical stuff in her apartment, even get some snacks because he's heading off to a big date. You, you realize at this point, you know, something with Mary Jane, she's already gone uh, to the West Coast for her own book. So you would get the idea that they're going to kind of Skype or FaceTime deal. So he's ending up getting, he gets flowers and stuff like that, ends up Telling the guy in this convenience mart, you better check the furnace. Here you go. He gets the sugar babies and the salt and chips there and goes off with the worst diet ever and then sits down in his room, takes off the mask, talks to Mary Jane because they're going to watch one of their favorite, favorite shows together. And this is the big thing that he wants to do. It's date night here. And it's pretty cool. It's uh, it's Janet Van Dyne's extreme supervillain makeover. And they're having their chat about it. Peter's eating the nonsense and Mary Jane's loving it. And then Peter just falls asleep because even with the idea uh, that he can do things ahead of time, he's still overworked. He's still going. And then that's where you head off to Kindred in the cemetery where he's there saying that, you know what? That whole Norman Osborne deal, you know, in Raven, he was laughing at me. I don't like being laughed at. That was nonsense. It did get under my awful skin. Um, but you know, I'm going to come for you, Peter. I'm going to, it's going to come hard now. You know, the fun and games are over the kind of, and it's funny too, cause you're reading this and he's like, listen, you know, we're going to, let's get this show on the road. I'm like, ah, you know, Kendrick, you have never spoken truer words in my mind. Let's get it on the road. Let's see who it is. And again, I I've heard a lot of people make some guesses. And again, it's just, it's so on the money that it would be, say, the pre one more day Harry. Um, but that just seems too obvious. Cause then, but at the end, you end up where it's like, you know, I'm going to get you. I'm going to do this. The same kind of, you know, talking, boasting that we do end up getting. But then he ends up saying, what, you know, what won't, what won't I do? What am I going to do to make you do this? I'm going to, you won't face the lie that unravels everything you are, the one you buried so deep. You barely remember. He's talking to Peter and his, you know, deal. And he's like, but it's still there, Pete. Can you sense it coming closer now? Your judgment at hand. And you end up having this like crackling lightning and then kind of like a magical type deal. And then you get the original Sin Eater back. And again, it, it, how is this? What char- what the character who's doing this, this kindred, what ability, what sort of thing is he doing to get the original Sin Eater back to then go and, and attack? And the thing is, even as this goes on, you do have at one point Betty's trying to get a hold of Peter and he's not taking her call. And at one point, I believe that the original Sin Eater did try to go after Betty and Peter almost killed him at that point. So I'm assuming he's going to go off to try to get uh betty again and like i said this is the original has the nypd badge and things like that but he was dead and so now he's back so what sort of abilities does kindred have who is it how is he doing this that is intriguing and the thing is up until this point i was kind of sick of kindred and like come on let's do this but reading that and getting that cliffhanger of sin eater it's pretty intriguing like i said it pretty much sets up things now we're going to see Maybe if Clairvoyant can kind of see things like this or this is out of the realm of the deal, we'll we'll have to see. But I liked it and I love Ryan Otley's art. So this is, like I said, a a two 
two uh, weeks ago deal. But if you are someone who's like, yeah, I haven't been reading it, uh, but you want to get into it, this is a pretty decent issue to jump in. A lot of happening. It's going forward with this clairvoyant. You get a lot of background info as Peter's going on. You get Jay Jonah. It's pretty good. So I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. And easily my favorite Marvel issue this week. Actually, I, I can't say that because I really did like that Jessica Jones blind spot. But I think these about equal, equal deal. Uh, but I really did enjoy it. And I'm going to start doing Amazing Spider-Man on Friday shows when it comes out, which it does come out this week. So I'll be doing it coming up in a couple days. I'll be doing Amazing Spider-Man number 38. Uh, but I hope you like that. I hope you enjoy all of that. But I, I hope that some people... You know, who wanted to hear Spider-Man or whatever will deal with my ramblings because I am jumping on. It's all new to me. It's like TGIF and when you hadn't seen it. You know, it's new to you. It's new to me. So I'm excited to do it. Maybe some people can guide me at points where I don't necessarily know everything because I will admit that to Spider-Man. Nothing else. Just Spider-Man. I know everything else. But we're going to go off now. I will rejoin Brandon and we will finish up the podcast. All right, and here we are to finish up the podcast with one book, and number one, a book that I thought the Bad Buds Deep Dupe were going to end up picking for the Bad Butts Spotlight, the Marvel Spotlight on the Patreon. They did not and didn't vote pretty much for it at all. And then I started worrying. I'm like, I guess maybe they know something that we don't, but I think we knew anyway, because we haven't been reading the Iron Man book. This is not a true number one per se. Uh, They're going to try to catch you up on it. But if you haven't been reading the Iron Man series, I I think that it's not one of those that somebody is going to just say, I'm going to read this. This might just be me. Um, but y- you know what I'm saying? Cause you end up yeah, having, if, if you didn't put this on the list of books talking tonight, this was off my yeah, radar. You were never going to do. No. And, and the thing is you have, yeah, you end up having Dan Slott lead up to this. So you had him lead up to this and even Christos Gage on this ended up doing co-writing on the last couple issues of the Tony Stark Iron Man. And, and so Jim the Zub idea for him, yeah, Jim Zub was on there before because we had a lot of delays and things like that. So as we're getting towards this, the book was only selling. 25,000. Now, when number one's always going to sell, it's going to go up. You know, you're going to have that spike in sales. But how many people that didn't read the Iron Man series by Dan Slott will then jump on to the Iron Man 2020 by Dan Slott that continues the story that you had in the book you weren't reading? And I just don't understand. If you were going to do this, maybe switch up the writers or switch up. I don't know. How about this? Don't do it. This was one of the events they were doing. I I almost did a double take. It's it's a double take. and, And I know why. Because it was set up before with Arno that you'd have this thing happen in 2020. That's the only reason. Just because it's 2020 doesn't mean that you end up having to have the book. Because I think that by the end of this, hindsight will be 2020, Brandon. We're going to figure out that this was a bomb. Because I don't think that anybody's like, – you sit there and somebody's there and this you, you want to know. playing for a million hey, seller? Yeah. No. <laughs> I did, no. You, you end up, hey, what's this Iron Man 2020 all about? Well, listen – it's I oh Tony no it's not Tony Stark it's Arno you know his brother oh I don't really know that and get this it, it's Machine Man 
and the Mark One, you know, the Iron Man suit, then causing a robot revolution. As I'm saying this to whoever asked me, they're gone. They've left. I'm there by myself. I realize it's now three hours later. I'm in a dark alley by myself with my pants half off. I don't know I what's going on. I thought at one point when I was reading this and they got to the 13th floor of the buildings and yeah. it's hidden. It's yeah. the Court of the Owls with That's robots. That's all it was. That's yeah. what I thought. I like the 13th floor. I didn't like that movie, though. Do you see the movie, the 13th floor? Yeah, kind of came out at the same time as Dark City. You ever see that movie? No. I like Dark City. It's kind of all like a Matrix type of deal as well, uh, the way that was set up, like a virtual reality type world. Uh, but I didn't like 13th floor. I'm more of a Dark City man. Take that to the bank, people. There you you take that, Hot right? Take. Yeah, that is a hot take. I don't have that. I need that uh, as well. <laughs> but yeah, so you, I'm going into this. And uh, as I was saying, we're we're treating this as a number one. We're treating this as purely me and you jumping back, back on, into Iron Man. hoping yes. that this number one, will, and it does, somehow. it does enough to lead us into this. It doesn't grab me. No, and if it does, no. I'm yelling stranger danger and getting the heck away <laughs> and then filing for Eric restraining order ice cream because I don't need this. Yeah, situation yeah really. I don't here. need this. Uh, and yeah, by the end, I, I don't don't even know that i'm intrigued uh but it is iron man 2020 number one and i i do want to point out we we have been trying to get books that we enjoy you know obviously we had avengers well, earlier we didn't love it that's the thing i was want anyway. to say just to remind people we also try to do the number one so that we can kind of you know vote at the end and do we have to wait till the end yeah. i get the thumbs down <laughs> and not the classic thumbs down where you always hear that in school actually the romans the thumbs down meant the good and the bad yeah whatever you end up having this as Iron Man 2020. It is written by Dan Slott and Christos Gage. Art by Pete Woods. I do like the art enough. Letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. And here is the background. Tony Stark revealed to the world that he is an AI construct in an artificial body and the true Tony Stark is dead. His adopted brother Arno Stark and Arno's business partner Sunset Bane used Tony's admission to seize control of Stark Unlimited and as its assets, including the Iron Man name, New Year, New Iron Man, Iron Man 2020. All right. Smell you later. But it starts (laughs) off where Arno ends up having a dream of this, you know, worm-like deal that's a techno thing that seems to be taking over the entire world universe and wants Arno to join with him. He wakes up from his dream, all freaked out, and goes down to have breakfast with his parents, who are back again, not from the dead, but from the AI and made into these things almost like a vision-type deal, but they are trapped in their house they can't leave and they can we leave just for a little you know no no you can't because you're supposed to be dead you know get that through your heads and it's one of those things where he is kind of imprisoning them so it's kind of going against as his revenge for idea. imprisoning him a and little bit yeah, as a kid it's revenge for him being in like the iron lung and stuff yeah. like that so he ends up though going against the mo of pretty much what is going down in this whole AI stuff. And that is, you know, stuff with Machine Man and things. So what happens is you do have Arno doing this. They're the, you know, there's not a great good guy here. Arno is a jerk. You end up having Sunset Bane, who is a bad person, and they have taken over Stark Industries and are pretty much liquidating it. They are, you know, everybody who's like, we need Jocasta. Nope, we own Jocasta. We're going to, you know, strip her clean, and then we'll give her back to you. You have all these things going on while Machine Man in the, you know, pretty much is the face of this revolution, revolution yeah. and I don't 
care about a robot revolution. I, I have read these stories. I, I, I feel when like it's I was been going on for a grade. while anyway in this iron like he's been setting it up forever. And now that it's finally here, I care even less about all the setup yeah. that was done. You know? It's just yeah. it's not that interesting of a concept. It's like Dan Slott just watched iRobot the other day. This and is what I'm saying. We've seen these things. I've read these books that have been coming out since the sixties about a robot revolution. I've seen Terminator. I've seen all these things and this is the least interesting of them uh you end up having <laughs> the idea where they're like and yeah, everybody wants to know where tony stark is hey uh, uh janet do you know where he is no and if i knew he was kind of an ai i don't think i would have been knocking boots there i wouldn't have interfaced w- with him you can have a lot the, the uh you know Thing. computer yes. humor uh but yeah so they they have all this you know news coverage of where's tony where's tony nobody knows oh my he was an ai then you have the raid on one hey we're ai if you meat bags don't know that's artificial intelligence all right and yeah it's all the lmds so, that are like so taking hostages forced. and causing a yeah. riot and even this the idea that they end up where they're going to free robot workers so they end up going to places and keeping people hostage and it's such in your face over the top surface level where the police come how many hostages are there oh we have 15 no no i mean just humans because that's all we care about because we're against the robots because they don't mean crap Uh, oh one and I'm like, all right, I get the idea. I get it. I get the deal. And it's it's the basic idea that well, continues that even with Tony Stark. Throughout the issue, basically. Yeah. And it, it continues with the idea where Tony Stark was struggling with the idea, am I an AI? Does that mean I have a soul? Am I a person? So it goes with the idea of, well, they're just replaceable. We just make another robot, but the robots don't like that. We've seen this over and over. I don't really care. And Arno and Sunset, they're just not very good good guys at this point where I can get behind them, even at the point where they end up, hey, uh, Arno, you're, you're Tony's brother. Like, why did you take the Iron Man, uh, you know, deal? Why did you pick up the mantle? Somebody's got to do something with it. Get back the Stark name. I'm like, all right, whatever. And you keep going. And yeah, it just goes on and on. And you go through different things. And then out of nowhere, I'm like, why the heck as a measure now he does explain it that he's trying to draw out machine men he's trying to draw them out to you know get really mad and that's the only way they could think where they buy a a robotics company and then basically say yeah the you know the new line of robots are coming out boom blows it up i'm like really that's what you're doing and so then you end up getting machine men retaliating and saying Oh, if you're going to blow up our, our baby robots, I'm going to the maternity ward of the hospital. I'm killing babies. I'm like, I am out. I'm out of this book now. I, you know, I, that may be me being approved, but the idea of yeah, like, that's a little that gross. Is a, that yeah. is a, like a, a point that you're trying to push. And, and now I don't really agree with you robots. I did before with the idea yeah, we might treat them bad and we might do this, but you even have where he has a bomb in this hospital. And you end up having the bomb, you know, the bomb robot go. And then Arnold just, you know, or Machine Man comes out and says, hey, hey there, little guy. Hey there, Wally. Do you like to do your job? No, I don't. Did you ever want to do something else? Never thought of it. Why don't you come with us? Okay. And he just joins with them. And then they go into an elevator and go up to the 13th floor. 
the elevator is hooked up so that they can't trace him, even though they know he went into the elevator, but he's not going to come out because they go to the 13th floor where humans don't have 13th floors. This is where you said it's like the court of the yeah. owls. And he's like, it's okay. I swear to God, that door opened and we were at Studio 54. I thought that there was disco tech heaven. Like all of a sudden, Staying Alive's playing. This is I like thought the that opening that, scene of Austin Powers. Yeah, I did. I thought there was a dance the dance thing going on i'm like man these robots can get down you do end up where a lot of people were talking about this eye wolverine and wondering what wolverine it would be well we do see albert the android wolverine so he's there so you assume it would be him though i thought it was going to be the escape version of ai but it might be the escape version in out who knows you end up having this bomb squad robots just like, oh, my, it would be like me going, you know, anybody going into something that they love. You know, you end up in the Bills, you know, to freaking locker room. And you're like, oh, my God, there, there's Josh Allen there. And it's just like, you know, down the line, there's Machine Smith. Oh, man, there's Albert. Wolverine. Oh, my, there's Herbie. I'm like, Herbie, what is going on? Yeah, I'm like, there, Herbie. I loved you, Herbie. What's the, what's the deal? But I swear. Maybe that they're sets doing up his dark 2099 future. Yeah, yeah. They're doing things here where it looks like they're all gathering. I swear, if you look at it and think that it is a disco, they're dancing it up. And I'm telling you, there are people in the background look like they're dancing together. They're going at it. Uh, but yeah, it all just ends with them saying, you know, this robot who is our point of view character somehow uh, it also looks like the Nintendo robot uh, back in the day. Yeah, you know that, that deal. It does, uh, he really. ends up, yeah, yeah. He ends up like, "Hey, uh, Arno, this is Robot Royalty here, man. You're in charge of them." Oh no, no, I'm not in charge. I'm just kind of, you know, part of the deal. Or Machine Man. I keep saying Arno, but it's Machine Man. He's like, "No, no, I'm not in charge. He is." And it just ends up being the Mark One, the first generation Iron Man suit, who says, "Yeah, With yeah." With the body and, and, in it, though, that's the yeah. Confusing and he's like, part. "You're Tony Stark," and he just takes off the helmet. He's like, "No, I'm an echo of Tony Stark, an idea, but I'm also the greatest, and I'm pure AI, baby AI." And they all start yelling, <laughs> "Yeah, AI! Oh my! I just want AI to come out and start yelling about practice and what go home. Me? Then I'd yeah. like it." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he ends up being on the 12th floor. He's like, I guess I got some fans here. Better go up there. Let me yell and scream about practice because I love AI. Uh, but yeah, we're the future. AI, the future's now. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm out. I'm out already. And I look at this checklist. I'm like, really? Yeah. You really expect me to start reading Rescue 2020 number one? You, you got another thing coming there, 18 buddy. 18 books in the Iron oh, Man. My, I'm surprised they didn't make it 20. Books. Why didn't they make it 20? They've really yeah. missed an opportunity there. Why didn't they the make it? Books in the why didn't they make it? Why didn't they make it? You know what? The, you know, know. Why didn't they make it? Just, five. That's just really continue, what this should be. Continue if it had the to be Iron Man series and just do it in that. I, like well, I then said, you don't get the number one boost and all the yeah, variants and everything that's else. The thing is, these things are going to start. Some of these will sell to the point because they're all number ones, and you're gonna and they're gonna start saying, "Well, look, look, Jim, you're wrong. They're selling." Why? This is a book that nobody was buying just by naming it, you know, Iron Man 2020 and continuing getting a new number one, but the same writer and doing this. You really think that this is going to sell more overall than the regular thing? This is nonsense. And it just I read it. It's okay. this issue. It's not necessarily awful if you're just kind of going by the, the dialogue and that. But. 
The thing is, I, I'm not interested at all. <laughs> and it's cliched and it's just over the top nothingness to me with all these other books. And I, I commend Marvel for having so many books and having so many options to go with. This is not an option for me. No. This is something where it's almost like when we ended up having the age of X-Man or you ended up having that annihilation stuff where we didn't even budge on any of that stuff. We're like, nope. And then we wanted to, I wanted to like this. I actually really wanted to like it because I wanted to get back to having an Iron Man book. Uh, this isn't it. So I'm going to have to wait. And I just, you think that you, are you going to buy I Wolverine no. out of nowhere? No, There's no I way thought it was actually to. the regular one. I didn't even see that yeah. many. Remember, you were mad. Through. I was so you were mad. mad that, yeah, well, now you're online. Yeah. I, well, I said on the Patreon news show, I said, finally, but Brandon's got a ray of sunshine going on here because <laughs> this is nonsense. Uh, but yeah, overall, I'm giving it a five, straight up five. And yeah. I like the art. It's just something that does not do anything for me if it's if it's something you somebody out there likes all the power to you that's awesome you get a book that you like but for me i just i just don't see any reason i was not real interested in machine man or the escape or any of the stuff even the whole arno stuff when we were reading iron man and then to come back with just that no i just know and and just the idea too like i said you're going through Stark Industries at that one point where they're trying to, you know, take some inventory and and stuff like that. And it's like, Dr. Shapiro. I'm like, Dr. Shapiro. Really? Like, that's what you're concerned, the cat? And then even the idea with Dr. Bang, Andy Bang, which we were kind of, I'm like, nah, whatever, pass. And so, yeah, at the end of this, I just don't care. Uh, what would you give it? I'm going to also give it a five. Um, and I don't even have much to say about the issue. It's just real weird. I find it weird that Marvel decides to double down on something that's not doing well to begin with and and tie 17 other books to it. Yeah. You know, that's just, and, uh, and yeah. I don't and, know. <laughs> and then really, here's the thing, too. The MO of this whole deal, what Machine Man is going and doing this, pretty much as he wants Jocasta back again, which was the uh, what we yeah, got we all the time that. anyway. I know. Yeah, you don't want yeah. you, buddy. Nope. Come on. Get it. It's going to be disassembled and probably yeah. put back together all well, brain that's what I, and he can I, have that. I'm telling you, the whole idea is Arno definitely knows, you know, that that's the key. And he controls, you know, they own her with Sunset and him own her. So the idea of them having that, uh, I think it's going to be the key. Key, uh, factor going on but again I probably won't figure that out I probably won't know that because by the time you get to Iron Man 2020 number 6 I think I will be 17 issues removed yeah. from this uh, What I guess you'd call it an event the, the, I, I the, don't know Yeah, this is uh, another case of like Marvel but just bringing Iron Man back to uh, already again shoo him away somewhere and now we're dealing yeah. with Arno Stark as Iron Man and everything else like Riri just was just Iron name. Man for a long period of time yeah, and, there you know just imagine when you you know at points we'll we'll get like you know a six issue mini or an event that well what happens when events you know why does this have that that many issues i just i i don't get it <laughs> i don't, I don't get it i really don't this but a you do have a lot of number one iron man basically yeah, crazy crazy but you end with a tony stark uh, timeline and a Arno Stark timeline that and whatever you get that that's pretty cool I guess if you like it but that's it that's it <laughs> I'm done I'm done with this and I voted off I, I don't yeah, think they were gonna no, be let I'm me let me roll the dice it. let me roll the 
yeah, we're done. Yeah. We're done with yeah, it. Perfect. Uh, we don't have to talk about that. We talk about the number ones, and if we don't like it, we don't move on. I am not moving on with that, so we'll have to find something else. And we have a bunch of books coming out. We're waiting for the Marvel solicits to drop as well, so that will end up, you know, kind of giving us bunch hope for the future. We always, I like the, I like miniseries. I, I think that that's what I like the most of the Marvel side, as opposed to DC. DC keeps going with these maxi series, and by the end of those, I'm already so sick yeah, of them. The problem and is they're once not you realize great. three issues in, they're no good. Yeah. Well, you got nine more issues and, to and deal really, with. And really, I'll tell you, I think that Marvel actually has been more good than bad with their minis, so I, I yeah. do enjoy those. So yeah, we'll do that, and Brandon will come up with whatever he thinks is a mini or a limited series and a one-shot. <laughs> It'll just make up the rules. So that is it. Thanks, everybody. Again, you can go to our Twitter, WS Marvel Comics. We'll follow you back. If you follow us, you can go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. Reviews drop on Wednesday, some a little bit even earlier. Uh, you end up can, you can also go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where we have a bunch of shows, including that spotlight that we had that had that Jessica Jones blind spot that we really liked yeah, last week. Book and of then the week. also the Revenge of the Cosmic Ghost Rider number two that Brandon liked. We'll leave it I there. I do like uh, that. Book. Yeah, you like that. Huh? Yeah. Uh, so you could be wrong sometimes, but, and uh, yeah, that'll be it. You can support us for that and all that jazz. But we're done. We're going to get out of here. We always leave. Now I get all fired up and now I got to go and calm myself down. I'm going to go eat dinner. So thanks, everybody. See you in a couple of days.